0: Hi everyone, welcome to Her Bold Story. I'm Inga Davids, your host. Her Bold Story is a show that amplifies women's stories about leadership, career, empowerment and everything in between. Thanks for tuning in to episode six. Today we'll be talking about the journey from leading yourself to leading others, the transformation that happens and the lessons that unfold along the way. I'll be discussing this topic with one of my favorite people, a woman who I admire so much, who inspires those around her to lead with conviction, vulnerability, and empathy. A true leader in every sense of the word. Her leadership journey is one that I'm so excited to explore today, and she is currently the Chief People Officer at Analyze Consulting, a niche management consulting firm. Welcome, Michelle van Kesteren, to Her Bold Story. I'm so excited to share this space with you and your story. And thank you for taking the time today to share with us.
1: Thank you, Ingo. That was quite an introduction. Didn't quite uh, <laughs> expect that, but thanks so much. It's great to be here. And I think it's just awesome to be able you know what you're doing with this platform I think I really believe in and I think it's fantastic that there's a space to just share our journeys as women Mm. Um, because often those those aren't easy I think in the Mm. corporate world Um, but yeah so great great to be here thank you.
0: Awesome awesome so let's get going so my first question Michelle is really what does leadership mean to you? Great questions I think
1: Quite simply, leadership is about people. And mm. I think John Maxwell sums it up. It's about influencing people. Mm. Nothing more, nothing less. And that's really what, what leadership has has come to mean to me. I think initially starting out, I didn't have that view. Mm. Um, influencing others was, was sort of a foreign concept. But I think that's through my journey, I've come to realize that that's just the most
0: important thing um, in leading others. Mm, I love what you said there around. It's it's all about the people, and it's such a good distinction to make because we often get, I guess, that distinction between management and leadership. We we struggle with understanding that those two are very different concepts, and leadership is more around and focused on people. And then I guess the question leading or the next question is rather around. In your journey, Michelle, what has been your guiding leadership principles, and why are these so important to you?
1: Great. I think specifically there are lots, but mm-hmm. if I reflect on my journey, there are a couple that, that sort of stand out for me. And I think the first one is really to lead with purpose and conviction. Um, I think that's something you, you sort of opened up with. Yes. And that's really close to my heart, because I think when I started this journey, my why wasn't articulated. I I think progressed into these roles because from a career development perspective, that was sort of how you how you climbed up the, the career ladder mm. within the organization. And it sort of happened to me. It's not something I ever thought was a choice at the time. And so not knowing my why didn't really allow me to really speak with conviction. You know, I was going through the motions. Um, it wasn't me leading it. It was happening to me. If, yeah, if that makes sense. Completely. Um, so that that's a big one. That's a big one. I think the other one is to lead by example. Um, you know, practice what you preach. Mm. Uh, that's been a very big one. And certainly what I've looked out for in others as leaders for myself. The mm. other one, definitely connecting meaningfully with others and developing meaningful relationships. Um, wow, this one was a real eye-opener for me over the years. I think starting my career and, and in leadership roles, I was very transactional. So it was all about the work, mm. all about the task. And over time I came to value whole person leadership or, or whole person relationship, yeah. um, you know, which, which developed over time and really coming to, to really value conversation, you know, uh, yeah, conversation. I, I remember my coach saying, Michelle, conversation is work. <laughs> and I didn't share that perspective. And I was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Like, what does she mean? Um, and oh my goodness, absolutely transformed the way I connected and engaged with people by mm. just, you know, making it less about the task and all about the person and whole person. It's not yeah. just about the person that shows up and rocks up at work. Because everything else in your, in your life actually impacts that and, and how you show up at work. So that, yes. that was a, a great lesson. And yeah, that's certainly one that, that stands out. And then I think the other one is about listening, learning, and then leading. Hmm. So this is about listening to others' perspectives, learning about the context that shapes that perspective for them, and then lead from where they're at. Um, Mm. So that's been, I guess, the the key principles based on the, the journey I've been through and some of the key lessons that I've learned that really stands out for me.
0: Yeah. No, those are all so, so fantastic. And I mean, with me and having the privilege to have worked with you and to be led by you, I have seen all of those principles. And every time I see it, I'm always just so impressed by the fact that in every interaction, it's always the person that comes first. And I know we often, when we talk to each other about lots of things that that I have to go through or, or accomplish, there's always that intent that comes so clear in our conversations that we have with each other, just around, and go, why are you doing this or that? And why not something else? Um, and And those are the small things. Everything that you've mentioned in terms of your guiding principles are so important, like you're saying, to lead holistically, but also then to have a holistic impact on another individual so that it's not just about the outcome because it's quite easy to get to an outcome, but how to motivate and inspire that person to the outcome and how to actually let them think so differently about achieving that outcome. When you're in a space and when leaders can lead you in that way, it's so transformational. Um and I love what you said there. Le- uh, listening, learning, and then leading, such a great, almost like just a good guideline for our listeners in in terms of their own leadership journeys. Um, and something again, I think, in terms of what you're saying around learning, just around um we take that for granted, right? it's It's a journey. You're never done with your leadership journey. It's always evolving. It's always continuing.
1: Yeah. You, I don't think you ever arrive as a leader because mm. you're always just learning new things, um, new ways of doing things, how to connect, how to engage, because you're dealing with people. Not everybody's the same. There's no yes. cookie cutter approach to, to anything. And so it really comes down to those relationships and being able to really connect authentically mm. with the person. And again, what is your intent around around that with, mm. with the person, which is mm. really important to to understand.
0: So this is such a great segue into our next question. As you were mentioning, a leader just doesn't arrive. There's a whole journey behind that. Um, can you tell us about your journey and transformation into leading others? Where did it start?
1: Great. So I think in, in terms of the organization that I was at, there was only a leadership path that you could follow mm. in order to progress in the organization and I think some some organizations are still operate in in that space mm. um, and so I started off mentoring others in the organization more around hard skills based on the work mm. that I was doing and I really enjoyed that relationship because it was quite fulfilling to be able to share your knowledge understand how they've done things differently to share some techniques etc and, and just sharing your knowledge and experience mm. that naturally progressed into a line management function and then it progressed into a project lead, competency mm. lead, and eventually a business unit manager. Mm. And I think through that journey, the toughest was the line management responsibility or my first line manager role, because the things that got me into that role were not the things that I could draw on to be successful in the leadership role. Interesting. And so it would your, yeah, so your technical competencies get you into that leadership role. Mm. But then your value sets actually need to shift, right? Because yeah. now it's about developing others, it's about leading others, it's about getting outcomes and results through others. And mm-hmm. so it's not about what you can do, it's about how you can influence others to do what you can do as well. Yes. And that was a major shift. And I think John John Maxwell puts it quite nicely in terms of the natural progression of how leaders develop starting with a desire to achieve. Mm. So he says that achievement comes when they do big things by themselves. Success comes when they empower followers to do big things for them. And Mm. I think just transitioning from getting to the results yourself to now needing to influence others to get there without you doing the work was I think the biggest challenge and transition that needed to happen in that space hmm. because now I needed to let go of, let me rather do this myself because it will be quicker Right. Uh, to <laughs> let me invest in the time with this person to show them how to do it and then to be able to empower them to do it. Um, so that was difficult. You know, The other things around just, I think communication, that became so much more important because it was how you showed up what conversations you were having, how you articulated the information in terms of the organization mm-hmm. to the person in order to create buy-in, how did you influence also your priorities, you know, so people over task. Um, and I think that was the biggest challenge for me, because I think starting out my career was quite task oriented. And so, you know, as I said, the transactional conversations yeah. was all about work. Uh, rather than you know really being interested in the whole person, mm. and so that was a major transition, and I, I think I struggled with that for a long time. You know, in that in that line management role. Yeah. But yeah, great lessons, great lessons through that though.
0: I, I find that so funny, and I know we we spoke about this before, just around you being you were transactional, and obviously that's not the case now. But it's so funny because I can't imagine that Michelle, (laughs) like, because I only see the awesome Michelle that invests the time to get to know, like, what's your blocker? What do you need? What's your intent behind wanting to achieve this goal? um, And taking the time to understand and then to empower um, that person to move forward successfully. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it's so funny to know that. And it's funny, but it's so nice to hear again that this like the leadership journey is one that is not easy um you're going to question a lot of like there was probably a lot of relearning and unlearning in terms of other aspects because like you're saying coming into your leadership position initially you were like the competencies that got you here are not the same competencies that will help you actually progress in your leadership journey um Hmm. Which which I really found, which I find interesting because I guess we all that that shift in mindset. Um, and, and I love what you said around, actually it's about investing time. But I'm sure that must have been so difficult in the beginning, like that complete shift um to invest time instead of just doing it. Um
1: Yeah. I mean, in, in the project world and and where I was operating in, in that space hmm. um as a business analyst and project manager, you are you know, there's deadlines, you have to meet them. And so finding the space and to I think it's really about the the mindset, the shifting yeah. mindset is around valuing, helping others achieve things, mm. you know, rather than the outcome itself. And so that was the biggest shift because when you're in it in a tight deadline, you get a document potentially that you're reviewing and you know it's it just not the level of quality that needs to be delivered. And then You've got this deadline, but you also need to develop the person. And it's about, you know, what do you value most, but still get it to that outcome. Mm. And it it is about the choice. You know, it's about, do you teach somebody else to fish or Mm. do you just catch it for them? And it comes back to that intent and your why. Do you want them to learn? Do you want them to develop? Mm. um, You know, and become great leaders through the experience Mm. um, and to really teach them to do things for themselves and to get to solutions themselves rather than constantly giving them the answers. Because in effect, you'll never work yourself out of a position if if you're holding that if you're holding that back and you're not enabling and empowering others, you know to do what you can do, so that yeah. you can then seek other opportunities in order to learn and grow as well. Yes. So, yeah, that's all—all all great insight. I think um, it's, it, it wasn't necessarily available while while I was in it, mm. um, but certainly I've come to value that over time to see that you know there's there's more investment in in teaching somebody, but the outcomes are are so much better. Um, at the end for both you yes. know in terms of developing my own leadership capability but mm. also in enabling them to become
0: leaders themselves mm. and, and I think I mean you clearly I mean I know you're big on reflecting this is a part of the journey right of learning but on your own reflection of your own leadership journey Michelle what were some of the highs and the lows of the transformation mm. you we've touched on them very briefly but can you tell us a bit more yeah, so I
1: think I think the lows. It was really just centered around not feeling good enough, always mm. doubting myself. Around, mm. am I good enough to help this person? Can I? Do I have the skills to help somebody to to develop them? You know, constantly mm. thinking, what do I have to offer? I think it was a lot of the the self doubt from from my my perspective. Yes, um, I think the highs though. There's nothing better than seeing others that you've led unlock their full potential, Mm. you know, and and go on to be great leaders and grow other leaders. I think that is, is so fulfilling. And the other great part about or the other high, I guess, in in my journey has been the incredible leadership team that I've been collaborating with you know that I've been part of mm. um, there's just it's such an incredible experience if you surround yourself with the right people mm,
0: so and that too.
1: I think are my two highs if I can think about it um, in terms of the le- leadership journeys mm. that I've been on
0: yeah it sounds like there were more highs than lows though actually in reflection but it sounds like the low might have required more work to back yourself yes because that's yes, scary absolutely. right yeah Like, I I, I feel you on the thing. I mean, you know this about me. (laughs) The question around actually, like, are you worthy enough to share your knowledge and empower this person to be, Mm. uh, to elevate themselves? What were some of the things that that you did in order to constantly either affirm that you were capable to do this? Because that's a difficult space to transition Mm. out of. Yeah,
1: so I think in my career, feedback was important. So mm-hmm. I think it was, it was really asking for feedback. What am I doing? Well, you know, what are some of those areas of development? And and I, I think I probably had an unhealthy relationship with the areas of development because I never celebrated the strengths. <sighs> and it was all about, okay, so how can I improve? It was all about those those things. And I think I didn't also have the philosophy of play to your strengths. That, mm. that never entered my mind. It was Constantly develop your weaknesses. You know, that was the the mindset that I had at the time. And then I also had a mentor. So mentoring somebody else and not managing, I had a mentor, which, which was great because I think that provided lots of great insight and questions. And, and that's where I guess the, the love of reflecting had, had mm. come about or was born because that's what I had as a mentor, mm. um, which really helped to shift some of those things. But I think... The significant shift, I think, had come certainly when I transitioned into that business unit lead role. Mm. Um, and there was just, wow, yeah, lots of lots of good learning there. A real low point, I guess, in my career, mm. um, which was at the time not great, but yeah. I'm absolutely thankful for that experience because I would not have transitioned into, into the type of leader I am today if that had not happened,
0: I think. Mm. Mm. There are those defining moments, right? And I guess in in each of those defining moments as a leader where you can either step forward and lean in to what is happening and then to move past to be better, or you can actually run away and say, this isn't for me. And and I know one of there's, – there's an awesome story you have around that, right, Michelle, around there was the moment where you actually wanted to hang up your leadership boots, which obviously boggles my mind because, again, to me, I'm like, that would have been a complete loss to the leadership community <laughs> to lose like an awesome leader. Um, but what happened? What made you? And so what happened in terms of why did you want to hang up your boots? And then what made you actually continue on the journey?
1: Mm, wow, that sounds so dramatic when you play it back <laughs> like that, you know. And and at the time it was, it was a real, what I call a drama queen moment, I think, in, in my life. But um, I remember that day so, so clearly. Um, so I had just taken up the position of a business unit head. Mm. We had an off strategy meeting with, with the team. I did all my preparation because I'm quite structured and yes. I like to plan and anticipate things. Preparation was done to facilitate the meeting. And within the first five minutes, that meeting fell apart. Everything <sighs> that I had planned for fell apart. Uh. And... I had one of the, our team members had completely derailed the meeting and mm-hmm. I just, I lost all confidence as a result and I lost control of the agenda and I mm. just allowed everybody to steamroll that session. Like there was no way of pulling that back. I didn't, because oh. there was no confidence. I was just like, oh my goodness. Yes, And I remember feeling completely deflated after that meeting yes. and started to doubt whether, I was the right person for the role and had what it takes, you know, to to really lead our team. Mm. Um, and I had an immediate conversation with my manager and I said, Dean, you know, I think it's time for me just to like give up on this leadership thing and just hang up with my <laughs> leadership boots, like very dramatic. And it was it was one instance of failure.
0: I was right, going to say, I was going to say and the one time. Yeah,
1: one time, but yeah. because of how it made me, feel mm. my immediate reaction as you said was like run away step down mm. give up you're not good enough mm. it's never going to work right mm. my language that I use my body language completely showed defeat right? oh. and because I was so gutted naturally when I fail, I always keep replaying those yeah. scenes and I replayed the scenes from that meeting in my head the entire weekend each time I thought about it I felt worse than before and I kept beating myself up about what had happened. Mm. And yeah, so I think that was certainly one of my lowest leadership points or, you know, in my journey. Mm. Um, but certainly one of the best things that could have happened to me because of what happened next. So yeah. I think once I came out of my own pretty party and I decided to get <laughs> over myself, I was really driven by the desire to succeed, you know, in mm. the role and certainly to not give up and give it a chance. And I decided to, to invest in a life coach. And nice. this has been one of the best investments that I've made in myself, which I think in turn had a positive knock-on effect to those that 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 I've led or that I lead. Mm. I think, you know, the work that I did with my coach centered around my inner person. And, and what I came to, to know was that you have to be able to lead yourself before you can lead others, you know? Yes. And and there was a whole lot of inner work that i had to do around myself about Mm. how i felt about myself what narrative was playing in my mind Mm. about how i lead Mm. and can i lead Mm. um and that all impacted how i showed up as a leader which Mm. at the time i remember going clearly into my first coaching session and she asked me so why are you here and i said i want to be a better leader and on the
0: nose like why else right like that's why i'm here (laughs)
1: Yeah, I was like, that's my outcome. Right? Yes, And it was amazing because what she did was she took me back into, you know, she she noticed the narrative that was coming up and she kept asking, is that true? What makes that true? Why do you believe them? What are some of the things that you've done that, that show that those things are not true? Mm. So it was a great coaching journey, but, you know, it, it was really digging deep into my personal life and what had happened and how those things had shaped my beliefs and my perspectives that I held, And the fact, I think the most, the the greatest thing that came out of that was to change my narrative and the power that that had in terms of how I would go forward and, and lead and show up was just amazing. So, so the other thing we focused a lot on was the development of relationships, you know, Mm. how to develop meaningful relationships. And again, through that coaching session, what I realized was that I had just been going through the motions. The fact that, you know, to that point, I was delivering well, yeah. my managers saw potential, mm. but actually, I didn't have my own why. I didn't have my own purpose around what mm. I wanted to be doing with my life. I, I lived my life according to the expectations of others and not knowing, well, for what mm. purpose do I want to be doing this? I never mm. stopped to ask that question. And so, at that point, I then knew that, you know, I wasn't leading my life and that it wasn't really living for me, you know, mm-hmm. and what I really wanted to be doing. And I think coming out of that, I could find my purpose, I could find my intent. I, I had a better i guess perspective of what my why was and what i wanted it to be yeah. um and how i was going to, to go off and and do that um and yeah so so those were the outcomes really what was my purpose
0: mm. better
1: relationships you know really valuing conversations like when yeah. she said conversation is work um i took that <laughs> to heart and i you know, I, I connected with people and engaged with people in a way that I've never done at work. Mm. Um, you know, I had allowed myself to be vulnerable and yes. to let people in. You know, before I would never talk about my personal my personal life and what mm. was happening. And you know, it was just like, here's my line, here's my my boundary. Mm. And actually, those things don't impact one another. I foolishly yes. thought that. You know, for a, for a very long time. But I think once I started to be able to integrate that in, in a way that was meaningful to me and to others, I think the results mm. really started to show. Um, and it's a, it's amazing what a meaningful relationship can bring in terms of a leadership role, how you show up, you know, how people relate to you and engage with you. Mm. It, it was just a very transformational journey um, that, that I had gone through.
0: Yeah, but a lot of work. Um, which goes without saying, like I think many of us either look at leadership probably as we have like born leaders versus nurtured leaders, right? Leadership is hard work. We take that for granted that either you can just step in and be awesome. But for the most part, most people are working through that journey and investing in themselves once they actually understand why they want to pursue this journey to lead others Um, in every sort of capacity. I think that's so nice. It's so nice to hear. Like like there is room to grow. There's room to learn. There's room to be comfortable with the process. Um, I think that we don't often speak about Mm. that. There's a whole bunch of work that's happening to see this in front of you right now.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. People like the idea of leadership, Mm. but when you, in the role, it's such a different ball game. Right. Um, it, it's not easy, right? Mm. Because I think there's some things that you need to dig deep within yourself and, and really reflect and yes. you know either shift and change in order to be better. And it, mm. it is this constant journey of how do I be how yeah, you know, how do I show up my best every single day? Um, and what are those things that I'm learning that I need to need to adapt as I as I go along. You know, yes. and really looking at that as a, a learning opportunity because yeah, I, I come back to that. You can't lead others if you can't lead yourself. Mm. Mm. You know, so you need to be good inside um, in order to affect goodness in, in others.
0: Yes. Just around leader of self and leader of others. I think again that's mm. such a often an overlooked thing. We think, uh, again, I'm gonna be a technical Consultant, technical, BA, technical, wherever you find yourself in whichever industry. Very mm. competent in my technical role to get the outcome. And eventually I will become a leader. I'm just there. It has just happened. But there is this journey around mm. being able to lead yourself and then growing into leading others. Mm. I, I, and I know this, you, you, you are a very strong proponent of actually first lead yourself and do that well. And then grow into leading um, others. Um, Can you maybe share your thoughts around that, Michelle? Because I know you're very passionate around like that Mm. progression.
1: Yeah, so I think leading yourself, you know, it's everybody is a leader in their own right. Whether you're leading yourself or you're leading others, you know, I think we, as I said, we have this idea. Of leadership. Um, mm. You know, some of us think it's, oh, I'm going to get, you know, there's power and authority in that. Mm. But actually, it's all about servant leadership. And, and it's about serving others. It's yes. not about you. Mm, um, so I think leader of self is, yeah, So how do you how do you develop that? How do you manage yourself? Well, so this comes down to, you know, things like time management, even mm. your emotions, you know, mm. how do you react or respond to, to situations that, happen to you Hmm. um the eq element is key and i think so much focus on the the, the technical competencies and developing yes. that at the junior levels, and sort of the EQ stuff comes comes much later, you know, mm. at, at the point of potentially more senior roles. Mm. Um, and you have to, I believe, organisations need to value those equally, you know, yeah. in order to to have well balanced leaders within within the organisation. Mm. So yeah, le- leader of others, it's it's really being proficient in all those things in terms of how you show up. Yes, professional skills, technical skills, um, but then also developing those personal skills, you know, mm. and 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 that's important because if you can do that well for yourself, then you will be able to serve others well and and really help them in that journey as well. But yes. if you're not showing up well, that's what you're going to pass on. So it's really thinking about what are the things, what are the strengths, what are the skills that that you that you can pass on mm. to others. Uh, which is going to really add value to their lives, but also elevate, you know, where, where they are. Because naturally, the leaders we develop become are better leaders than yes. we are, right? Yes. Um, and so, so that that's important. Like, what kind of leader do you want to be? And and finding mm. that leadership style and your leadership presence and yes. developing that is key. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, and and I just love what you said. You've got to first lead yourself work on that and then move into leading others and to back yourself to lead others um, mm-hmm. is a big, I think what I've taken away from our conversation that we've just had up until this point, like the ability to back yourself and right. believe in yourself to share and to lead and to find your own style, as you say, Yeah. but I'm sure also with this leadership journey and you've, and you've touched on it or you've touched on moments where, they were unpleasant or uncomfortable moments. And some may think at those points, we may call them failure, but with any journey, there there are points of failure along that journey. And I'm sure that's the case with the leadership journey one as well. So what sort of setbacks have you encountered on your journey and how have you actually bounced back or moved forward?
1: Cool. So lots, lots of failures Mm -hmm. and, and, I think embracing failure is so important um, mm. certainly was not something I embraced at the beginning failure was bad um, that's how I was conditioned you yes. either pass or you fail and right. you know there were different grades around that mm. um, but I think coming into the working world and seeing that failure is embraced I think it's so mm. refreshing you know it's like okay, I don't have to be a perfectionist, so I don't have to get everything perfect. And that's okay. And that's even better than perfection because I get to learn so much more um, through, through the failure. So I think when it happens, it's never great. I still like, you know, you get that cringe moment of, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or why did I do that? No, no. But I think being able to quickly go into the space of okay Mm. let's assess let's reflect let's see where where things have had gone wrong what went Mm. right what should we continue with what are things that that we can change next time Mm. um I think that's important and being able to to embrace that and take it as a learning rather than like I'm a failure because I think often what we can do is define ourselves by an instance of failure And we label ourselves as, oh, we are complete failure, Mm. which isn't, you know, which isn't necessarily the case. So I think if I reflect on some of the failure, what I deem failures (laughs) in in my journey, um, the first one is really about, I felt the responsibility of thinking that I needed to have all the answers rather Mm. than taking the approach of take it to the team. Um, You know, rallying others around you and leveraging their strengths. Mm. My goodness, amazing. Once that penny (laughs) dropped for me, just game changer yeah um valuing relationship building and conversation so again you'll see this is like Mm. a a theme that comes to me uh because it it was such a big lesson Mm. and again complete game changer in the way I engaged with others and also shifting what I value in that relationship yeah and then again being a leader is not easy Mm. You're always going to be criticized for things you do or that you don't do. Mm. And I think being able to embrace criticism is so important, right? Um, It's not easy. It's not great. It's not a great feeling when somebody is criticizing you for what you've done or what you haven't done. But I think the way I think about it is to make the best decision with the best intent,
0: Mm. with the
1: information you had at the time. You know, that's the best you could have done. Yes. So, so that was quite key. And then I think sometimes I felt lonely in these leadership roles. I'm doing something wrong or I'm just trying to do things on my own. Mm. And so, again, if I come back to my highlight of surrounding myself with a strong leadership team, you know, people who care for you are going to challenge you, mm. laugh with you, mm. collaborate with you. Give you sobering feedback when you need it, you know, yes. bring you back to, to um, being humble again. Cause I think at times when you're in a leadership role, you can drift away from humility. Mm. Um, and I think it's always great when you when you get some sobering feedback that just humbles you yes. um, and takes you back to that. And then also just people who are working towards the same outcomes as you. It's just, it's so amazing. Um, to have that in in a leadership team. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, those those are some of the, the key sort of failures um, or key learnings, I guess, that yeah. have taken away.
0: Yes. I, I think we should have probably rephrased that question, right? Like what are the key learnings from the journey? Because I think that's so important to actually redefine actually failure. Failure isn't the end of the world. It's an opportunity to learn.
1: It's all about the framing.
0: Right. But I did want to ask another question, Michelle, just around, I know you touched on it previously in our conversation, but just about leadership styles, actually. I know you've also said like um, that that in itself is a very personal, that's very personal to each leader. Leadership style is not cookie cutter. Um, And again, I think that's something maybe we can discuss and explore because again, we think leaders are supposed to be this Sort of image, persona, person. And I think speaking about leadership styles is important as part of this conversation, actually. How has your journey been, mm. I guess, around getting to your leadership style? Because that's probably been a very mm. long journey to get to a point and getting comfortable with it.
1: Yes, definitely. You know, I, I think we all have leaders that we mm. follow. You know, there are people who just stand out in our careers. Yes. And you know you're not quite like yes. them, right? They've got these different personalities, but but you want to be like them. And so the struggle is how do I be like that, but still be my authentic mm. self? And I think initially you try to be oh, I've tried to be like the leaders I've I've admired mm. throughout my career, but there was just something missing. Like I didn't feel comfortable in, you know, in, in my yes. skin as a leader, I guess, trying to, to be like them and finding, you know, finding my style. It's an interesting one because I think there was, there was a time that I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in this groove. Mm. This is my style. You know, this is how I'm going to yeah. show up. Um, but I think as you change positions, I'm starting to find that there's you need to adapt that leadership style as well, okay. and and it's also finding that balance of you know needing to adapt based on the organization that you go mm. into and and that you're part of, but still being authentic mm. and finding that balance of how how do I do this well? Yes. I think I've also probably is you know overthinking the leadership style, mm. and it is about. What it comes down to is about authenticity yes. and vulnerability. That I think that's my key takeaways. And if if that can come through in your leadership style, you know, and that you've got a good character mm. and your intent is is understood by those that you're leading, then actually, you know, the the rest will take care of itself. Yes.
0: Um, yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love what you said actually about being adaptable, actually, like your leadership style in itself has to be adaptable for the moment, the individual, the context that you are leading, but ultimately yeah. you are, your truth is bound by your values and how you then show up just has to suit the moment um, sometimes, but also that yeah. that how you show up is consistent, that you choose to show up all the time, regardless of the yeah or the problem or the tension that may be at the other side of you, um, but to yes. show up and be, yeah. to lean into being a leader all the time. Um,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's, and that's difficult at times, you know, to you get those those moments where you just want to <laughs> run away or I, I really don't want to deal with this today. Let's make that money a <laughs> problem. Um, but, you know, dealing with it is absolutely, it's exactly what you're saying. It's show up as leader. You know, um, and and it's also not about having all the answers. It's about collaborating with others, it's asking those questions for others to really, you know, get to their own solutions and, and, and find different ways of of of
0: dealing with things, I think, um is, is quite important. Mm. And and again, you touched on that, just a good point around being a leader, and, and you spoke about it in terms of your learnings and reflections. Being a leader is not about walking the journey alone. It is about um, bringing other people on the journey, and you don't have to have all the answers. I think that is so refreshing to hear because, you know, the books, I guess, if you're reading practical, theoretical books, there's, there's a certain way to look about leadership, but sometimes actually hearing from somebody mm. who's walked the journey and who says like, you actually don't, it's not a low, it shouldn't be a lonely journey because that in mm. itself is mm. then not necessarily being a leader when other people are not following you on that journey or on that exactly. vision. Exactly. Um, yeah. Who are you leading if right? if it's lonely? <laughs> <laughs> um, but Michelle, I guess one of our questions that we'd like to know actually is just what advice would you give a listener leading themselves and then transitioning also into leading others
1: a couple of things come up for me and I think the first one really goes back I think it's it's more about serving Mm. others Um, and if that is not your intent it's not going to be a great experience for those that you are Mm. leading I think being that you don't have to do this alone you know get a mentor get a yes. coach it certainly fast tracks your development as a leader i think leading authentically and show your vulnerability um, it's so powerful it really really changes how you connect with others how others see you and and relate mm. to you um, build your team around you and play to their strengths you know, learn how to do this from the beginning. It is, it is not as easy, you know, as it sounds. Mm. And again, I think coming back to, to John Maxwell is leadership develops daily, not in a day. You know, uh, as I said, I don't think you ever stop growing as a leader and it is about the continuous learning and development, Mm. um, you know, and, and, you know, as you, as you grow in your leadership, things your goals and priorities around what you want to be doing from a leadership perspective will evolve and change as mm. well and that's great um, you know it's, it's never a static uh goal around that yes mm. yes
0: now i think those are such good points um, for our listeners to just work from and and what to consider when leading themselves and and transitioning into leading others yeah very powerful powerful points to think about and reflect on. But yeah, this actually brings us to our last question. Michelle, the most important question out of all the questions is, which woman would you like to have Mm. at your dinner table and why?
1: Oh my goodness. (laughs) I have been reflecting on this question uh, the entire week. And I I kept coming back to the same two women, uh, Mm. which would be Mother Teresa and, Mm. and Princess Diana. And I think they're such remarkable women, you know, um, completely humble, compassionate. Mm. I think whose mission in life was just to create a better world, you know, through through serving others. And they're just such a great example of what true servant leadership uh, Mm. looks like. Um, I think the other thing was just that they have such a great following and they've left a fantastic legacy, you know, uh, which continues with us.
0: Yeah. And I guess
1: I was thinking, well, if they were at my table, what would I ask them? I and I think this. I've got sort of two questions. Yes. One is, you know, how do you remain rooted in humility consistently? Mm. And what are some of the rituals and routines that have helped to develop this? Mm. And then also just to share the lessons around how to develop that leadership legacy, you know, mm. how and, and what do you do to pass it on? Um, I don't think that many leaders Think about what legacy they want to leave behind and mm-hmm. are intentional about that. Yes. Um, but I think, yeah, for me, I think those would be the the two questions and what the conversation would would center uh, would center mm. around. I was going to to end off with a quote from from Mother Teresa, which goes, mm. uh, "I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples."
0: Underrated, right? Small change creates a lot of actually small change. Yes. Big impact, like hundred percent. And that comes again to your point around the greatest moment for you is when you can see the people that you've led lead others Mm. and become better leaders. And those are the ripples that you create. Exactly. Exactly. That's super powerful and such a great way to wrap up with questions for listeners, actually, to think about leading themselves or Mm. others. Um, what are the rituals principles that guide you what is the legacy you want to leave behind which brings us to the end yeah. of our show Michelle can you believe it like we wow. are <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say again thank you so much for sharing your story and holding the space with us today Michelle I've really enjoyed it thoroughly I always enjoy our talks And for the listeners, you can reach Michelle on LinkedIn to continue the conversation. And finally, thanks for listening to Her Bold Story. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And remember, we release a new episode on the 8th of every month. So don't forget to subscribe via Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and many more. You don't want to miss out. Thanks for listening to Her Bold Story. And remember, be bold, be brave, be inspired. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me into
1: this space. Uh, No, it's great. Like you said, if it reaches one person.
0: Her Bold Story. In proud association with 168FM.